Good morning, Glad Tidings. Teen Challenge. How is everyone? That's weak. Well, you're praising God. You're like, yeah, we're all right. Uh, we've been doing a series on worship. We started last week, and, uh, and, and last week we talked about the heart of worship. And it's amazing what you will do uh, out of an appreciative heart. We talked about how Mary, uh, when she saw Jesus after Lazarus was raised from the dead, her brother, she just basically knelt before him at, in, in this party that was in honor of him. And she just dumped this expensive perfume, this perfume that was worth a year's worth of wages. And she just poured it all over his feet and just worshiped him that way. Uh, when you worship God, right, especially when you've seen what he's done for you, you throw off all barriers, don't you, right? And you see this in Mary, like nothing was too costly, nothing was, was too much in the, for, to express the gratitude and the love that she had for Jesus and who he was and who he is um, uh, in her life. And, and last week, we did the same thing. We went around the church just hearing different testimonies and, um, and, and just it was awesome to hear what God has done and is doing. Is Natasha here? Where's Natasha? No? All right, so you guys were here last week. Natasha shared um, a testimony of what God had done in her life. Uh, after that's uh, the service the next week, God continued to do something. So when you see Natasha, go up to her and ask her, hey, what did God do? You need to hear the rest of the story, but I want her to tell it to you. It's awesome. Anyway, um, today we are blessed to have Teen Challenge with us. Can we give them another round of applause. Um, Every year they come, and it's just like Christmas isn't Christmas without Teen Challenge coming and singing and getting to hear uh, what God is doing in their lives. Uh, I said this the first service, and I say it again. Um, Teen Challenge, the people in Teen Challenge are not on display here. God is on display, and His awesome power and authority, and how He transforms lives. So we are so uh, grateful to have Teen Challenge with us. Uh, and here to tell us a little bit more uh, about Teen Challenge, for those who don't know, is Fred. Come on up, Fred. Uh, Svensson, right? Am I, pre- I, I did it right? I was scared first service to say it. I was like, I'm just going to call you Fred. Anyway, Fred's going to tell us a little bit more about Teen Challenge, but we're glad you guys are with us. I am the development supervisor as well as the choir administration, uh, administrator. It is a privilege and an honor to be here with you. Uh, on behalf of our president, uh, Pasco Manzo, and the other three center directors uh, from Brockton, Boston, and Providence Teen Challenge, just want to say thank you so much for your continued support, Pastor, and the members of Glad Tidings, uh, as well as holiday greetings. It is an awesome time of the year. It is an awesome time for us to be able to be here and fellowship and worship with you today. Uh, you're going to be hearing song and testimony um, from the men and women. But first, I'd just like to uh, share br- a brief video, as well as a, a couple of points about Teen Challenge for anyone. Is there anyone who's not familiar with Teen Challenge? Just to raise a hand. Oh, my job's going to be real easy today. I like that. Okay. You know, when you look at the statistics that were shown on the video, um, they are a little older. Um, I can say that in 2014, there was uh, 1,274 overdose deaths in Massachusetts alone. Uh, That's not even New England. That's just one state. Um, This is an epidemic that is sweeping across not only New England, but the country. And, you know, Teen Challenge is an answer to that problem, but Jesus Christ is the solution. You know, and I would like to share that there are seven points about Teen Challenge that many people may not know. Um, We are, actually three centers are represented here today, but we have centers in seven states from Maine, Connecticut, I'm sorry, Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, two in Massachusetts, uh, Adult Women's Home in Providence. We also have Connecticut, New Jersey, and, um, you know, we've celebrated 50 years 
in New England, which is pretty significant when you take into account that a lot of state and federal funding has dried up when it comes to addiction. It's starting to open up a little bit more now because they realize the effects of what, you know, probably the repercussions of, you know, shutting off some of that funding. But Teen Challenge has continued to grow during this time. And it's basically because God provides for the ministry of Teen Challenge. The ministry was birthed by the Holy Spirit over 50 years ago, and it's continued, and it's continued to grow. We now have over 1,000 centers. I think it's in 85 countries around the globe. And that's amazing. That's amazing from one center in New York City. Um, men and women discover the power of, of God in the ministry from the time that they walk into the program. You know, Teen Challenge is known as a drug and alcohol program. That's probably what it's best known as. But if you were to ask any one of the students that have spent more than 30 days in the program, they will tell you that they're involved in an intense Christian discipleship ministry. From the time that we get up to the time that we go to bed, there is times of personal worship, there's times of personal prayer, there's times of corporate prayer, there's times of group sessions, there's time of devotion. There's times of, you know, choir practice and worship and learning the power of worship beyond just, as you mentioned, Pastor, coming up and giving a presentation or a performance. It's so much more than that. Worship breaks chains. It breaks down strongholds, you know, and learning things like this and the power of prayer and being able to pray for others, not necessarily using God as a genie and what we want and what we want to pray for and things that we need, but praying for the needs of others. And praying for the person next to you and finding strength in that. And, and actually seeing the fruit of that prayer come to pass. Men and women that pray to see their kids, that, that want to see their families again, that have, you know, um, severed relationships. People that have been estranged from each other for a certain amount of time. And, and in prayer and through all of the seed that come to pass. It, it, that's really what makes the, the Ministry of Teen Challenge work. It, it's God's power in, that ministry, in the ministry. Um, we also have a GED program where before individuals are, uh, graduate, if they don't have a GED, they're able to get some tutoring. They're able to, you know, take the GE test. We do an assessment, find out, you know, areas that they need study in, and we allow that time and allow that on top of their other studies. Um, and also we have a, a transitional phase, which is basically an aftercare. The last three months of the portion of the program, um, if a student is going to transition, not stay on with the ministry, but return home or return to work, then the case would be basically that they're allowed to do a resume, they're allowed to get their driver's license if they don't have that, wrap up any type of court cases that they may have, as well as look for uh, employment, as well as seek a home church, as well as seek you know, pastoral counseling, things that are going to help benefit them in that transition. Um, and as I invite the men's choir to come up and the, the women from Providence to come up as well, we have three centers represented here today. Uh, the Boston Men's Center, the Brockton Men's Center, as well as the Providence Women. You know, and the, probably one of the more important things to mention is, is that students come first within the ministry. The, the needs of the ministry or work of the ministry does not. There is work involved in the ministry because we need to provide resources to continue doing what we do. We are self-sustaining. We are self-funded. Uh, we shovel snow. Um, the women actually make beautiful handmade jewelry. I don't know if anybody's ever bought any of the jewelry before, but they do have a table set up downstairs. When you leave the service today, if you'd like to buy a Christmas present for somebody, I would encourage you to, uh, they're right as you, before you go into the basement, kind of in between the stairwells, they have a table set up there. I would encourage you to stop by. Um, but we've had to get creative in some ways that we can actually raise the funding to continue. 
you know, and we have the grateful support of churches such as yourselves, as well as organizations. We hold a couple of different events throughout the year to, you know, raise money. Um, but it really, just in being faithful and doing the due diligence of what we need to do, God always shows up and he always provides. We always stand in, in, in the gap in faithfulness and, and he never, never disappoints. So um, with that, I would like to uh, also add that as you came in today, you should have received uh, one of these. It's basically a brochure that you can uh, take with you. It has some information in it about the program. Perhaps maybe you can slip it under the pillow of someone who needs Dean Challenge or maybe under the door. Uh, on the back, if you happen to know someone yourself, you can pass along the campus information that's on the back, all of the uh, connection numbers for admissions, any type of information, as well as you know, we also do outreaches and other things. If, you, if there's something that you think the Teen Challenge may be able to help you with, we'd love the opportunity to talk about that. Inside is also a prayer card, and this serves two purposes. On my left, your right, is a section for your prayer requests. Um, every day, I know that speaking for the men in Boston, I know as well as Brockton and Providence, we have a time of corporate prayer where the men and women get together every day and they pray for the needs of others. They pray for the needs of themselves, their ministries, their families, whatever it may be. And we add these prayers into that. And what this is doing is it's teaching us how to pray for others. You know, and I know myself, I can always use more prayer. I'm sure that everybody here can agree with me too that if you want some prayer warriors praying for you every day, please fill out this section of the card with your prayer requests. We're going to come around and collect them in a little while. On the other side is some contact information. Yes, we would like to stay in contact with you. Um, if you don't wish to put down your phone number, if you don't want us to call you at dinner time, maybe once or twice a year, um, you don't need to put down your phone number. You can put down an email address because we do send out a monthly email newsletter. We have a testimony, things that are going on in the campus. You know, a lot of people like to know what's going on in Teen Challenge. So we would like to stay in contact with you if you would kindly fill out your mailing address. We do. Cut these in half. Your contact information, everything you put on this is shredded at the end of the day. When I go back to the office today, I personally shred these, but we do keep the prayer request cards. These go in a box up in our area where we pray in our chapel. So uh, if you would kindly fill these out, we will be coming around to collect them during the second song. Okay? So thank you very much. morning church. My name is Matt. I'm 26. I'm from North Adams, Massachusetts. I don't know how the whole first service, like I, my brain must have just been going crazy. I didn't notice the pictures up on the screen. Um, there's a testimony in itself. I would have ran from that picture if I looked in the mirror back in that day. So, uh, you know, glory to God to be standing here alive and free of addiction today, sober. Uh, 15 months into the program, I'm from the Brockton Center. It, um, it wasn't easy getting to this point. I went through a lot of hurt and a lot of pain, uh, addicted to drugs ever since I was like 12 years old. Struggled with that and any kind of sin, anything I could do to maybe get in trouble or draw attention to myself, I would do. And uh, it just kept going that way until I got into the program in 2014. And leading up into the program, a couple of bad events. Uh, one of my best friends got murdered during a drug deal when he went to get drugs for us. And uh, 
after the time it tore apart my family and uh, my mother came up to me and told me, started crying, told me how she wanted to kill herself and didn't want to live anymore uh, and risk the chance of having to bury her son and having to go through that herself. So through all this chaos, I had a beautiful son born and one day I couldn't take care of him and finally like the Lord just broke me down enough and I finally had enough of that kind of life and my heart started to feel, and I started to open up a little bit, and I heard about Teen Challenge, and I decided to give a chance. I had nowhere else to go. I tried every other program possible, every other detox, and of course, none of them worked because none of them were Christ-centered, like Teen Challenge, and of course, that is the answer, and I went to the program. It was tough. I didn't know what I got myself into, the rules. I had no clue. I just got dropped off, nowhere else to go, and they took me in, and I gave myself or gave my life over to Christ in October 2014, and my life's never been the, the same. And of course, um, before coming to Teen Challenge, I had no clue about the Lord or what He can do. I didn't read the Bible at all growing up. So of course, I was like this new Christian, and uh, I was on fire and like happy, and thought everything was going to be great. And all of a sudden, you know, I found out quick that just because the Lord's in your life. You still have to go through everyday troubles, and things will pop up, and you just need to lean on the Lord to get you through those things. Uh, my son's mother left me. She got remarried. Uh, my grandfather died in the program. Uh, one of my best friends, I was there. I gave him his first bag of heroin. He also died in the program um, due to an overdose, and a lot of those things would have taken me out in the past. Um, definitely, I would have went and got high, but through the program and through reading the Bible and coming to church and doing outreaches, I've learned that when things like that pop up, I can lean on the Lord instead of going back to the old path. And kind of when I found out my friend died and my grandfather and this all happened in a couple months, uh, it was like the Lord spoke to me right there and this was your chance to either sink or swim. And I decided to get up and I decided to move forward and keep moving on in my life and doing the right thing. And because of that, he's blessed me. I'm about to leave. I think I messed it up last time I came up here, but I am leaving December 20th. I'm graduating. I'm going home to spend Christmas with my son. Thank you, thank you. And um, I'm going to be helping out at the home church in my town and also going to be going to college. So, uh, you know, just when you think there's no hope, when you can't go on any longer, you know, about to kill yourself like I was, you know, but God, but God can save us from wherever we are. I'm just thankful and thankful to be alive today. So thank you. We're going to sing um, a song right now in the prayer cards that Fred was talking about. Two of my brothers are going to come around and collect them as we sing. If you could fill them out for us, thank you. Yes, scripture. They, it's always, so when I get first got into Teen Challenge, they always want to practice a scripture. I have never, ever done a scripture in the 15 months I've been there. And everyone asks me, what's the scripture you stand on? And I'm like, I don't. I really don't. And uh, it's because this right here, Jesus is my rock, he is my foundation, and all we need is Jesus. And I believe in that, and he, I believe he's with us right now, and he's with me wherever I go. And that's what I believe I need and how I move forward. So thank you. Good afternoon. My name is Sarah. I'm 27 years old. I've been at the Women's Home now for eight months. Um, I grew up on Cape Cod, Massachusetts when I was Four years old, my parents divorced, so I experienced heartache at a young age. Shortly after, um, because my dad was removed from the home, um, a close family member was brought in 
um, and I was abused by him, which left me feeling very angry with God. Um, the older I got, I only endured more abuse. Um, when I was 11, my mom remarried a man who abused opiates, and that's where my addiction started, was in the medicine cabinet at home. I remember I was um, depressed. Um, I didn't, I, there was no joy in my life. And when I took this pill, it gave me this artificial happiness that I was, that I was looking for all my life. And um, my addiction got worse. Um, throughout my addiction, I um, endured more abuse. Um, I had tried several times to get clean on my own. Um, I wanted nothing to do with the Lord. Uh, I had grown up in church. I knew about the Lord, but I always felt that he was some far-off thing that just I couldn't ever grasp or get a hold of. Um, when I was 21, I met a man who sold drugs, and that's where I found heroin, and my addiction really took off at that point. Four years into that relationship, he became very abusive, verbally and physically. Um, I remember just feeling very beat down. I believed everything that he had told me about myself, and I had really given up at that point. Um, I was just waiting to die. I used as many drugs as possible to make that happen. Um, it wasn't until one morning I woke up, there were detectives standing around my bed, and my house was being raided. Um, the man I was in a relationship with was arrested. I, I was able to walk away from that relationship with no legal trouble. Um, shortly after I entered a detox facility, I knew that something needed to change in my life. Um, it wasn't so much the physical restoration that I needed, but a spiritual restoration. And I remember when I was a little girl, um, the founder of our home um, had come to our church. So um, shortly after I had entered into this program, since coming into the program, um, I have restored faith in the Lord. Um, there's a scripture that I like. It's Jeremiah 29:13. If you seek me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Because uh, I always complicated it. I always made it like it was this big thing. But really, it's just if, if he's there for you if you want him. Um, there's a freedom in my life that I've never had. I, I have this peace where um, it would I would wake up with that dread of another day. Now I wake up with joy. Um, I haven't laughed as much as I have in the last eight months than I did my whole life. Um, I'm just happy to be alive. I'm working on getting my GED, um, which I never thought I was smart enough to do. Uh, I don't know what my future holds, but I know as long as I remain on the path that I'm on and I remain focused on the Lord, that it's, gonna be, it's never going to be where I was. The verse that I like is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and he'll guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is Rob. I'm 23 years old. I'm from Brockton, Mass., and I'm a student at the Boston Teen Challenge. Uh, I'm standing here before you proof that Jesus is still working miracles. Uh, by the statistics on that screen, uh, I shouldn't be here right now. I overdosed twice, and uh, I was in prison about six or seven months ago, but by the grace of God, I'm, 
up here on the stage in a beautiful church. Uh, my story starts, uh, I grew up in a loving home. I was raised by my mother. I was an only child. Uh, we didn't have much monetarily, but she made up for it with love, that's for sure. Uh, I believe that I'm proof that the devil doesn't discriminate, because as I got older in life, I watched my uncle go through the, bring my family through the ringer with addiction. Started off with heroin and methadone, and I just remember it tore my family apart, and I, would, I always said, that's not going to be me, I'm going to... I'm going to be the end to that cycle in my family. Uh, little did I know, about a year into college, I hurt my shoulder. I got prescribed Percocets. And um, I figured, since I saw what addiction did, I'd be able to say no and stop when my prescription ran out. Uh, that, was, that was wishful thinking, that's for sure. Uh, the day the prescription ran out, I went out and I started buying the pills on the street because I couldn't get out of bed, I couldn't go to work. Um... As the drug use progressed, it went from pills to heroin and eventually methadone at the end. I started racking up the charges in order to support my habit. I went from speeding tickets up to felonies and breaking into houses. And uh, Another reason I believe the devil doesn't discriminate, both of my parents are pastors. And I was, I was this evil person. I didn't have feelings. I couldn't love. I, I didn't care for anything. I stole from my own mother. Um... I was just a terrible person, but uh, one day I, I got arrested, and I had used up all my get-out-of-jail-free cards. The, jail, the judge said, nope, you got you to gotta go do some time. You can't get out again. Uh, so I ended up getting sentenced to Plymouth County House of Corrections. I was in there for about a month, and it was in, the, in that prison that I realized that I had hit rock bottom. Uh, if anyone's a mama's boy, you know, can imagine having a visit with your mother uh, at a prison behind a pane of glass. It was just terrible. And uh, funny I say that, after the last service, a gentleman came up to me and gave me a pamphlet on prison out outreach. That's what I want to do after Teen Challenge. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Thank you. It was uh, in, that, in that prison that I finally realized I was at rock bottom. I went back to my cell after seeing my mother leave the visiting room. And in tears, I was in an orange jumpsuit. I just felt like a fool. Uh, so I just said, God, I surrender. I've always known you, but I need a relationship with you. I can't do this on my own. Uh, about a week later, I went, to, went back to court in Brockton. The judge said, you can either go do complete teen challenge or you can go do 10 months in jail. I thought I was going to go to Teen Challenge, and as soon as I got there, I was just going to leave. Uh, but God had other plans. I'm here five months into the program. Uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else now. Today, I'm a man of integrity. I can show compassion. I feel a deep, heartfelt love. It's not just superficial anymore. Um, I get to have lunch with my mother. I don't have to see her in a, in a jail visiting room anymore. Uh, I give all the glory to God, and uh, the Vessel Teen Challenge, it restored my family. And after Teen Challenge, I hope to continue on in the prison ministry so I can save others that maybe have hit rock bottom there like myself. Uh, the verse I like to stand on is Philippians 1.6, Be confident in this, he who began a good work in you will see it unto completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Amen. <laughs>
we give a big hand clap for God? You know, every time I, I do a choir, um, the testimonies never get old for me. I love what I do. You know, um, when I was first asked to kind of oversee the choir ministry, I'm like, I'm not a, I don't know anything about singing or music or anything like that. But God knew what I needed at that point in my life. And he'll introduce different times of, for different seasons of growth, you almost need different experiences and different leadership in your life. And God knew exactly what I needed to open up my heart to him even more. And I've been really blessed to be a part of the choir ministry. Um, I'm sure if you ask most of the, <laughs> the men and women up on the stage, none of them probably imagined themselves when they came into Teen Challenge that they would be up on a stage singing and giving testimonies and being honest and open, you know. Um, I just, I love what I do. I had to share that. But there's really three reasons why we come out and do choir services and visit churches and a lot of the outreach work that we do. Um, the first is really to, and, and the most important is, is to proclaim the gospel of God's grace, you know, and to let people know that we, we've all, we're all ambassadors of Christ. We've been entrusted with the ministry of reconciliation, you know, and, and by coming out and sharing testimonies, you know, as you've heard in some of these testimonies, I mean, how God is the only answer to overcoming anything, not just addiction, but any problem, any issue, any mountain that stands in your way, any valley that you're in, God is the one that's going to bring you out of it, you know, and it's important that we share that message. The second is, is to share hope. You know, you saw the statistics up on the screen. I'm sure that if you know anybody as that yourself and your own family or a loved one, uh, um, a neighbor, co-worker, anybody, addiction, most people look at addiction as, oh, he's an addict, oh, he's beyond hope. No, there is hope. There's hope beyond jail. There's hope beyond a hospital. You know, there's hope beyond the grave because of Jesus Christ. But there, in our lives, we come to certain circumstances where especially when it comes to addicts, most people don't know how to deal with us. And I understand why. But you, Teen Challenge isn't the first option for a lot of people. It's the last hope. It's the last chance. You know, I tried everything myself. I tried everything that I could do under my own strength and power and different programs and everything, and nothing worked. The only thing that worked was Jesus Christ and, and him using Teen Challenge in my life. Uh, just real quickly, I want to give everybody that didn't have an opportunity to share a testimony, I just want to allow them to introduce themselves. Uh, my name is Daniel. I'm uh, 34 years old. I grew up in North Reading, uh, Mass, and I've been in the program minus three months, uh, the last four years. Hi, my name is Heather. I'm 34 years old. I'm from Fitchburg, Massachusetts, and I've been in the program for five months. Hi, my name is Stacy. I'm 27 years old. I'm from Times River, New Jersey, and I've been in the program for 16 months. Hello, my name is Abby. I am from Texas. I'm 28 years old, and I've been here about three months. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I'm 25 years old. I'm from Blackstone, Mass., and I've been in the program for two months. Hello, my name is Elise. I'm 27 years old. I'm from Westport, Massachusetts, and I've been in the program for a little over a year. Hi, I'm Lisa. I'm from Trenton, New Jersey, and I've been in the program for almost eight months now, and I'm 43 years old. My name is Chris. I'm from Patterson, New Jersey. I'm 32. I've been in the program 15 months now. 
My name's Chad. I'm from Fairhaven, Massachusetts. I've been in the program 18 months. I'm going to graduate this winter. Thank you. My name is Cody. I'm 25 years old. I'm from Coventry, Rhode Island, and I've been in the program about a year. Thanks. My name is Lewis. I'm from Rivera, Massachusetts. I'm 24 years old. I've been in the program for almost a month now. My name is Ricky. I'm from Lynn, Mass. And I've been in Teen Challenge for 17 months. Good morning. My name is Dennis. I'm 24 years old from Hartford, Connecticut. And I've been with Teen Challenge for about two years now. I'm Luke. 33, from New Bedford, been in Teen Challenge for seven months. My name is Charles, I'm 22 years old, I'm from Hartford, Connecticut, and I've been in the program for five months. Hello everybody, my name is Seth, I'm from New Hampshire, 30 years old, and I've been in the program about nine months. How are you guys doing? My name is Johnny, I'm from Taunton, Massachusetts, I'm 29 years old, been in the program for two months. Good morning, my name is Matt, I'm 33 years old from Barnstall, Massachusetts, and I've been in the program three months. My name is Andrew, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and I'm 34, I've been here for a year. My name's Tyler, I'm 29 years old, I'm from Dennisport, Massachusetts, and I've been in the program for a year. My name is Dominic, I'm 30 years old, I'm from California, and I've been here for five months. Good morning, church. Uh, I'm Jonah, 40 years old, and I'm from Lawrence, Massachusetts. I've been in the program for just a little over a month. And really, this is just but a small portion of um, New England. You know, this is only uh, just one van load from Providence, Boston, and Brockton. Um, Teen Challenge has been changing lives, thousands of lives, affecting thousands of lives, and not just the men and women that you see here. I mean, each one of these men and women are a son, a daughter, a mother, a father, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, granddaughter, so on. It's not, Teen Challenge just doesn't help them. It helps their families, too. You know, it goes so much, it goes so farther beyond Jesus Christ. Once, they, once they're going back into their homes or their church, workplace, the neighborhood, whatever the case may be, they're taking Christ with them. As I mentioned, they're ambassadors for Christ. They're ending addiction. They're ending the cycle of addiction in a family, in, in the workplace, or maybe even just sharing their experience, their strength and hope with someone else who was sick and suffering. You never know who you're going to mention or give hope to, you know, by returning out into the community. I do want to briefly mention the third reason that we do come out uh, and do choirs and a lot of the other things that we do is for financial support and prayer support. You know, I don't want to make this all about finances because we need prayerful support as well, and we're very grateful to have that, more importantly than financial. But if you would like to, there will be a love offering taken at the end of the service, but if you would like to sow a seed into the ministry, um, you can actually sponsor a student for a dollar a day. Now, I know a dollar 
you can't even buy, I don't even think, a pack of Wrigley's gum anymore for a dollar. They used to be 25 cents, it's probably 50 or whatever now, but my point is, is that I know it doesn't seem like a dollar does much anymore in today's world, but it can still save a life. You know, and the dollar that I'm talking about is really just the change that's in your cup holder at the end of the day after Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's and all the other stuff, or even the change that you put on your dresser at the end of the evening. You know, if you would like to sponsor a student, we have a gift for you. Uh, in this gift bag is uh, a Change Lives, Volume 1. It's a book that uh, was just recently published, I should say last year. Uh, there's 10 testimonies of men and women that have gone through the program, what they're doing now and today. Uh, as well as it's a ministerial tool. There's also a, a chapter in here on drug prevention. And it's a great ministerial tool that you can put into the hands of someone that may need to know about Teen Challenge and more importantly may, be in, may need to be introduced to Jesus Christ. There's also a, a, a pound bag of coffee in here. Teen Challenge just recently, uh, we were able to arrange, uh, we have an agreement with a purveyor that uh, Teen Challenge after, starting in January, we will be selling coffee. And this is not Cheap coffee, this is actually gourmet, fair trade, organic coffee. I love coffee and I drink, I think I've bought half of the inventory that we have. Um, it is, it's very good coffee. Also in the bag is, a, there's an end addiction pen and an end addiction bracelet, which you can use as a stocking stuffer or whatever. But, um, you know, just briefly, imagine, imagine if Teen Challenge didn't exist as an option for anybody. You know, I, I just encourage you to, to maybe take that thought. Um, before you leave, there is a table out back. There will be some gentlemen out there where you can, um, you know, just provide some information as well as pick up your gift bag at the end of the service. And also, please, um, you know, you can stop down at, on, at the, the lower level and visit the ladies. They have their jewelry table set up. And uh, we're so grateful for your continued support. Thank you again for allowing us to, to come and visit and to share. Pastor, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to take an offering at this time, and we want to ask our ushers uh, if they'd come forward and prepare to take this offering. Uh, again, I don't want to echo everything, but we've been doing this for many years since I've been here and further back. I don't even know how long GT's been doing this, but it's a worthwhile ministry. I do want to thank you, Glad Tidings, for your faithfulness to this ministry. Um, and I just want to say that so many lives have been changed already because you guys are faithful over I know over 15 years of you giving, lives have been transformed, and we want to continue to, to give. Uh, I, I know just thinking about an offering and thinking about how many lives uh, just in this room alone have been touched by addiction, and you know, we can't go and, and, and run a program, but we can certainly get behind uh, a program that's after the heart of God and uh, that's got proven results where we see lives being transformed. Uh, it's been a blessing to hear these testimonies. They're going to do one more song after this uh, after this offering, but would you bow your heads? We just want to pray, and, and uh, will you just ask God what he'd have you give uh, in this offering, and if you're able to support, um, you know, a student every month, that would be great. I would encourage you to go ahead and, and, and talk to, to somebody from D.C. After, after the service. Lord Jesus, we just come before you, and God, we just thank you for how, just how amazing you are, Lord God. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that there's no addiction or no sin, or no bondage greater than you, Lord God. God, you can transform our lives no matter how dark they may be. God, we thank you for just the testimonies to your greatness and your power and your authority that we've heard both last week and this week, Lord Jesus. And this morning, we just pray that as we give to you, Lord God, um, and to Team Challenge this morning, that you would take these finances, Father, that you would multiply them 
in the form of lives, Lord Jesus, being transformed and set free by your grace and love and power. So take this money, we pray, Lord God. Multiply it and use it to build your kingdom and to set people free, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. God is good. It is so good to hear uh, just about God's faithfulness. Um, It never gets old. And again, I thank you guys. First service, I want to thank you guys again. Thanks again just for sharing your lives with us. And um, we're excited for what God's doing in your lives. And we also know that Teen Challenge is a tough program. And we know that full of that, you guys, there'll be times where you guys want out and you want to quit, but don't. Just stay the course because God is faithful in what he's done. He's rescued you as he's rescued all of us. And if you'll just keep your eyes focused on him, he will see you through this and beyond it. So just stay focused and, uh, and we believe in you guys. And thanks again for sharing. Can you give him another round of applause? Can you stretch out your hands? We want to pray over, uh, over this group and uh, also over every Teen Challenge Center across the world right now. And uh, let's just pray. Lord Jesus, again, we thank you and we praise you, God, for who you are. Uh, this morning is nothing but a testimony of your faithfulness, of your love, Lord God, and of your dedication to each one of us. God, And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for each life that you've rescued, that you have set free, no matter how dire or dark their circumstances are or were, Lord Jesus, you stepped in and you changed everything. And so we just pray, God, that you continue to keep your hand, Lord God, on every person here on this platform, Lord God, on every uh, person in Teen Challenge anywhere throughout this world, Lord God, that you would strengthen them, Father, that you would encourage them, Lord Jesus, that you would Uh, Just reconcile relationships, Lord God, that you bring healing, Lord Jesus, that you continue to break addiction, Lord God, and just set people free, Father. But for these special people that stand before us this morning, God, would you continue to go ahead of them, give them peace, give them clarity, give them purpose, Lord Jesus. Make your path known, protect them, and guide them, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I want to close just with one scripture this morning, and I also want to ask our prayer team to come um, to the front as I close. Jesus said this in John chapter 8, verse 12. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And I want to just take two seconds to break down kind of the, the, the background of when he said this, because when we understand the context and what he's saying and where he said this and how it all happened, it actually makes it a little bit more powerful. Jesus made this statement while in the temple, and it was during the, the, the festival of tabernacles. And, and just so you understand what happens in the festival of tabernacles, uh, during the first evening where this festival starts and kicks off, there was a special ceremony that was called the illumination of the temple. And this illumination of the temple, this ceremony took place in the woman's court. And what would happen was in all the outer courts, people just gather and spectators would just gather in and there would be this excitement waiting for this special event. And and so they had these four large candelabras in the woman's court. And when darkness fell, 
They would light these candle operas, and it was said that these candle operas burned so bright, it would light up the temple, it would light up in Jerusalem. And so it's in this setting where Jesus is, and he's in, he's in one of the, the courts there, and he says to the people, hey, I know you're basically, you're, you're, you're getting ready, and you, you can't wait to see the ceremony, you know about it, and you know how it lights up, and how there's, there's, there's such a, a blaze of, of, of fire that it lights up Jerusalem and this temple, but I want you to know that I am the light of the world. And basically, the light of this temple and light of this candelabra is nothing compared to me. I am not the light just of this temple, and I am not the light of Jerusalem. My light, it goes beyond it. I am the light of the world. And this light, in, uh, this light that you're going to witness being lit tonight, it's going to eventually burn out and fade away. But my light will never burn out. It will never fade away. He says, and those who walk after me, those who have me in their lives will never walk in darkness. And I love that because at Christmas time, we are surrounded by light. To me, the light represents Jesus, who is the light of the world. He can step into our darkest situations, our darkest circumstances, and no matter how dark they may be, when he enters, light dawns, hope dawns, a future dawns. And we've heard that this morning from those behind me, and it's true of so many of, of our lives. But what I want to say to you this morning is the whole purpose of this morning isn't just to be to hear what God is doing, but to receive what he's doing. And there may be those of you in this place this morning that are still walking and living in darkness. It would be a shame to go through Christmas surrounded by light, but with such a darkness inside of your life. And Jesus said, man, the message that you've heard this morning, it's a message for you. You're here not to be entertained, certainly, but you're here because Jesus wants you to know that he wants to come into your life and light up your world. And if you will surrender your life to him, you don't ever have to walk in darkness again. He is greater than any addiction. He is greater than any bondage. He is greater than any sin. He is greater than any past life experience. If you will surrender his life, your life to him, he will come in and transform your life. So would you stand to your feet this morning? And as our prayer team comes to the front, I just want to ask you just to bow your heads. I just want to ask you this. Where are you? How light is your world? How dark is your world? And, and, and my prayer this morning is, is this, that as you've heard people share their testimonies, I hope you've been able to receive into your own circumstances the hope of who Christ is. But if you're here this morning and your world is dark, if you're here this morning and you're bound by addiction, you're bound by anxiety, you're bound, whatever it may be, whatever is burdening you to this morning, you don't have to live this way. Because this is why Jesus came at Christmas time. This is why Jesus was born. He came into a dark world as light, that you and I might be set free from our sin, from our darkness. That's the gift of Christmas, and that's the gift for you this morning. The question is, will you receive it? You don't have to make yourself right. You don't have to fix yourself. You can never fix yourself. All you have to do is recognize, God, I need your help. If that's you this morning, I want to close the service with a prayer. And if you want Jesus to come into your life, if you want that darkness gone, then I would simply ask that you would agree with me as I pray this or repeat it after me. Again, you can say these words. If it's not coming from your heart, it doesn't really mean much of anything. 
But if you're there and you say, God, I, I need something. I'm, I'm addicted. I'm hurt. I'm broken. My, my world is dark. And God, if you, you've done it in these lives of these people before us, God, will you do it in me? And the answer is yes. All you have to do is give it to him. As we pray this morning, if that's you, would you just pray with me? And then one more thing. Let us know. You don't have to come up in front of everybody, but pull one of us aside. Let me know so we can walk with you. Lord Jesus, we come before you again amazed by your love, amazed, Lord Jesus, by your grace. We recognize, Lord Jesus, that you are the Son of God, that you saw us separated from God the Father by our sin and in our darkness, Lord Jesus, bound to death in the grave, Lord Jesus, and you were not okay with that. And so you came, you left glory, and you came to this world, and you lived this sinless life, Lord Jesus, but then you took all the sin that we committed, the worst of the worst, and the smallest of the smallest, Lord God, you took all of our sin upon your shoulders, Lord Jesus, and you carried it to a cross where you would die in our place where you took the death that we deserve for our sin, that sentence upon yourself. And there on that cross, you died once and for all for all of our sin and our shame. And most importantly, Lord Jesus, we recognize that you rose again three days later, defeating sin, death, and the grave and setting us free. This morning, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins, Lord Jesus, to set me free from this darkness and from this death, Lord God, inside of my life, to give me hope, Lord God, to give me peace, Lord Jesus. And I surrender my life to you. Would you come into my life? Would you be king of my life that I might walk with you and spend eternity with you, Lord Jesus? I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer this morning, please come and share it with one of us so we can get some resources into your hands and walk with you. If, uh, if you need prayer for anything, whether you are sick or hurting, our altars are open, and we want to encourage you to come and pray uh, before you leave. We love you. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you next Sunday. God bless. Thanks. Light of the world, you stepped down.